You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well hit the center. Hanniger going back. He's at the track, right to the wall. He will turn and watch it fly. And there's the first run of 2019. A tremendous shot off the bat of Steven Piscotti. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And welcome back to Baltimore to Camden Yards, where it was a tough evening for the Athletics as they spotted the Orioles a 4-0 lead after two. And maybe the tone was set early because the A's had their first two batters get on base with singles by Grossman and Chapman, but the A's failed to score. Great defensively diffusing the A's rally on the ball that was Scalded on the ground by Chris Davis, but the third baseman, Hanser Alberto, diving to his left, began a 5-4-3 double play, and that really set the tone and an example of the athleticism and speed and quickness that we saw from the Orioles. Several stellar plays on the infield, and then the bottom of their order, the number nine hitter, the one-time A's number one pick, Richie Martin, had three hits and scored three runs. He had a triple. The number nine hitter, Cedric Mullins, had two triples and a sack fly and a sack bunt. And the story of the A's pitching on the road trip and the starters going short continued. And that's something we're going to have to take a a look at as we continue on this trip because uh, three more games here. This is a hitter's ballpark and three over the weekend in Arlington. And I think most of you know how the ball flies around there. And this was the sixth consecutive start in which the A's starter went five and a third innings or less. And with Estrada going four today on the heels of Mike Fires going one and two-thirds yesterday, the A's bullpen has really been taxed. And you wonder, even at this early juncture with the A's in this stretch of playing 18 consecutive days, if the call might be going down to AAA to see if the A's might be looking for a fresh arm or two. Anyway, the Orioles beat the A's by the final of 12-4. to When we continue, Chris Townsend will kick off or pick up the coverage as uh, the A's Clubhouse show continues. Here's to the little wins in life, like the fact that receiving a big hug can actually burn calories, and cuddling with a puppy is stress therapy in a very who's a good girl kind of way. So put on some SPF 30, take a walk without a destination, and know that whatever little win wins the day for you, Kaiser Permanente will help you thrive your way every day. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org to learn more. Hi, I'm James Hinchcliffe. You may remember me from such IndyCar races as that one in Indianapolis or that other one in Texas. I'm in your speakers today to talk to you about the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, where every Honda has the soul of a race car. Hence me, a race car driver. Now you're probably thinking, but James, how is this a dream event if I'm currently awake? Well, fake person asking me that question, it's called Dream because you can get the Honda of your dreams during this event. Hurry into your local Honda dealer for the Dream Garage Spring Event happening now. Well, that wasn't good. It's one thing when you lose three straight in Houston and you play some tough games. But then you go to Baltimore, who has been struggling just like you, and you get drilled 12 to 4. And the starting pitching, I mean, when your starters are going out there and they're giving up six runs like they did today, yesterday they gave up six, uh, the starter gave up six runs. 
Ken Korak joins us from Baltimore. Ken, back-to-back days, a grand total of 12 runs given up by your starters. That is, that's not good. No, it makes it tough. Estrada goes four. He lost nine hits and six runs today, and it just puts, like we said earlier, a huge burden on the bullpen. It makes it tough, and they has had enough offense with 11 hits, but eight runners left on base. They squandered a, you know, several opportunities to score here on a night in which the A's really uh, looked like they could do some damage against Andrew Kashner, and they did knock uh, Kashner out after five and a third. He allowed nine hits, but... Uh, you know, the Orioles were a team that played with great energy, I thought. And, you know, Chris, they were they just a lot of athletic ability on their club. And they have speed, and that's the way they're going to have to play. I mean, they don't have, you know, one through nine, the talent and the thump in their lineup to beat a lot of people. But when they can get their guys in motion and on the bases, they can do some damage out there. Yeah, I think the thing that worries me is here we are early on in the season – and when even Bob Melvin mentioned it when the pitchers were going six, that everybody thought if this team had an Achilles heel, it would be their starting pitching. But they get out to the good start, but now it's like, wow, you're, you're seeing pitchers get hit. You see them get hit really hard. And, you know, away from, away from the Coliseum, which is a pitcher's park, that, that, kinda, that can kind of get scary. Well, and you need somebody to go out and be a stopper, and it'll be Brett Anderson's turn tomorrow, Chris. And you're right. And that's, that was the area. I mean, with all the, the talk and discussion about the A's prospects this year, if you were to point to one area or department, where was the biggest concern? And I think the point rightfully, uh, everything was pointed rightfully toward the A's rotation. Now they pitch, they pitch great. They were lights out on the homestand. But right now they're in need. There's a time, even early in a year, and especially um, – more so now because the A's are playing all these games in a row where you need a starting pitcher to say, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do two things. I'm going to stop the opposition from scoring and I'm going to get deep in the game and save the bullpen. And that'll be uh, the assignment for Anderson tomorrow. Well, you mentioned the athleticism that the Orioles showed. They really showed it in the second inning. Here's Estrada backward glance and delivers. It's a ground ball and fair down the right field line past the diving Morales. One run is in. Martin's going to third. They're going to wave him. Here's the throw coming to the plate by Profar. Instead, he throws to third. The ball skips away with the runner sliding in. Chapman picks up the ball, throws to the plate, not in time. And everybody has scored. Mullins comes all the way around. He was the one who hit the ball down the right field line. And the Orioles get three runs on the play, and they take a 4-0 lead. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty much downhill from there. The A's look like they had a shot, and I want to get your opinion on Fegley, who hit a two-run shot in the third inning. You know, Fegley, out of nowhere, is kind of taking control of this job right now. Well, and he should be because he's been hot, and uh, the home run today and entering today, he was 6-for-13 in his previous five games, so he has – uh, seven hits in his last six games, including two home runs. And Bob Melvin is true to his word, Chris. And, you know, we've talked about this, that if somebody took hold of that job and got hot offensively, he was going to play. And they would kind of shed the system they were using, which was matching up catchers with certain starting pitchers. And we saw that. This was the first time that Fegley uh, caught Marco Estrada during the regular season. Well, and I think about Fegley and how well he performed, especially as a catcher with the staff last year, especially in the second half, to, to 
basically have Bob Melvin say in the spring, there's only one metric that I care about with Fegley is that when he was catching, we won. So obviously, you know, Melvin believes that they can win games with him behind the plate. No doubt. And that doesn't mean they don't think that they can win with Nick Hundley. And Nick had 10 home runs last year for the Giants in basically a half year. And they would love to get him hot as well. So, you know, I don't think that Fegley is going to play every day. And, we're, you know, we'll see who catches tomorrow with, with Anderson. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to get away from using the two catchers. But right now it looks like certainly Fegley will get the majority of the playing time. And let's hear Fegley's home run in the third. Comes a 3-1 pitch, swung on, fly ball, deep left center field. Chasing Rickard back, he'll take a look, and it is out into the seats. Josh Fegley unloads a two-run blast, so Bob Melvin plays the hot hand, and the hot hand delivers. Josh's second home run in as many days. He scores Marcana, and the A's cut the deficit in half. They trail 4-2. to two. And we'll play one more for you. Mark Canna in the fifth inning, he hit an uh. Yeah, in the fifth inning, he hit an absolute bomb. The 3-1 pitch. High five ball, left center, way back, headed for about the 15th row and gone. A tremendous shot by Canna that makes it a 6-3 ball game. And no doubt, swung on, gone. Ken, that was a big ball. I mean, it really looked like it on, on television. What did it look like in person? He crushed it. It was a no-doubter, and... You know, there's, there's been this debate for years about that 364 mark, which is just to the right of straightaway left field. Pitchers have said for years that really it's only about 350, but it didn't matter. Uh, that ball would have been out pretty much almost anywhere. But then, you know, after that, the A's had a lot of chances. If you go through the sixth inning, Chris, and especially the eighth inning, bases loaded and one out, and uh, they were just really in need of the big hit after that home run by Canna, and they couldn't get it the rest of the way. Yeah, because really it's after, you know, base is loaded and strikeout by Canna and Fegley grounds out. It was then where the wheels came off after that. So who knows what this game would have been like if they were able to put some runs on the board there in the eighth. Well, the swing and momentum because they couldn't score in the eighth, then the uh, Orioles put the game away with the five runs in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, it was uh, it was not a good one, but back nope. at it tomorrow. So uh, rest up, Ken. Go. Hopefully you watch the rest of the uh, – the championship game, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, it's now lost four straight. The momentum is just gone. So hopefully we're going to hear from Bob Melvin and some uh, some uh, some of the players here from the clubhouse. But I, I can guarantee you that's that's not a happy clubhouse right now, especially after you gave everything you had, and it was an emotional game yesterday, a long emotional game. Then you get on a, a flight, and you fly to Baltimore. It takes longer because they had to go around the storms. And then you come out in the first game and get drilled like that. That's got to be tough. We'll continue to talk about it right here on the A's Clubhouse Show and the A's Radio Network. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. RingCentral is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's RingCentral time. For a free trial, visit RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Communicate. Collaborate. Connect. 
1-2 pitch. And that's a swing and a miss. Strikeout number one. Baseball is here, and the Ray Morgan Company is a proud sponsor of A's Baseball and the game's strikeout counter. For the past 62 years, the Ray Morgan Company has been helping business process documents more efficiently. If your team needs best-in-class multifunctional printers, output security software, or electronic records management solutions, the Ray Morgan Company is your go-to player. Visit the Ray Morgan Company at raymorgan.com. to hear from Bob Melvin. Don't you hate when technology doesn't work? <laughs> it's probably the worst thing because we expect everything to work and sometimes it just doesn't work. So I'm trying to get Melvin for us as we speak. Yes, this game right here. You know, yesterday, you look at that yesterday and you say, you know what? Houston Astros are a good ball club. They're going to be one of the teams that, you know, you think are going to be in the postseason, that the A's are going to be battling them. And they got a win tonight against the New York Yankees. The Yankees came to town, and they beat the Yankees 4-3. to three. And our thought here was that the A's would come in and take it to the Baltimore Orioles for four games and start feeling good about yourself, right? The Orioles are not a very good team. And they're not going to win a lot of games. But if the A's play like this, you know, it, it, it could be rough for a while. They're going to have to figure out starting pitching. They're going to have to. You can't, you can't live with this, you know, hey, we're happy a guy went five. I, I don't know if you can get through a season like that. I mean, they, have, they they got a ton of relievers, but it's not like the relievers have been great. Bookter hasn't been great. Fernando Rodney hasn't been great. I mean, Fernando Rodney, two-thirds of an inning, three runs, plus he gave up Bookter's runs. So you're looking at a situation there where Rodney's got a 12 ERA. Bookter's got a 7.36 ERA. So, yeah, you got a lot of guys in the pen, but you, you got a lot of guys who aren't throwing the ball well. Then you start getting into, into kind of a disaster mode because if your starters, at least away from the Coliseum, can't get you through five, and not all your relievers are firing on all cylinders – that's going to be tough sledding. Okay, so they're starting to pour in right now. We are going to hear from Bob Melvin. We're going to hear from Josh Fegley as we continue right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Families, now it's your turn to enjoy the ballpark in style with the new A's Stomping Ground. That's right. A free area has been created in right field at the Coliseum for kids and families. This new area will feature a stage and video wall for interactive events, a digital racing experience, simulated hitting and pitching machines, foosball, and more. Plus, the A's are now offering the Stomping Ground Family Pass, a monthly ticket subscription that gives families of four access to the A's Stomping Ground during every A's regular season home game. 
The Family Pass includes two all-ages passes and two passes for kids 17 and younger. Families can add additional kids' passes for $15 and additional adult passes for $29 per month. Sign up for a monthly subscription of $79 per month for five months or an annual fee of $399. To learn more about this awesome new program, go to athletics.com slash stomping ground. We're going to hear from Bob Melvin. We're going to hear from Josh Fegley, but we'll go to Jesse in Pleasant Hill. Jesse, good evening. Hey, Tony. Um, you know, I just have one question for you. Are we watching a good team right now? Is this is this a good team? It's a very fair question because if you would have asked me after the Boston series, I would have said yes. But now after these four games and especially this game, you know, they haven't hit with runners in scoring position. They haven't played the best of defense. Their starters don't look great. The bullpen doesn't look completely 100%. So, with all that being said, I, I you know, you are what your record says you are, and you're two games under 500. It's critical. Tomorrow they just have to win. You know, you cannot, you cannot lose five games in a row on the road. And you just can't do that. So they have to win tomorrow. The Orioles, you know, they're a bad team. I didn't see a good team tonight. Trey Mancini looks scary. But you, you can't be letting Richie Martin, who quite frankly should be in AAA right now, and who's batting under 100, get three hits off you on three pitches elevated. That's just disgusting. You know, it starts with the starting pitching. They're not getting it. But the starting pitching is what we thought it was. I mean, we literally thought these guys will be good at night at the Coliseum, but not really sure they're going to be able to pitch anywhere else. And that's basically what we're seeing. The A's are right now 0-7, or no, wait, yeah, 0-6 away from the Coliseum. 0-6 um, outside of the Coliseum, 6-2 and at the Coliseum. You know, it's just... That's what they are right now. They're just a team that doesn't have good starting pitching. But, you know, just my last thought on the bullpen, I'm not really worried about the bullpen that much because I feel like they have so many guys who can come up. Uh, they have this uh, Asian left-hander. I think he's Japanese or Korean. He's in AAA. I loved what I saw from him in spring training. Andrew Triggs, I think, is eventually going to be up and helping out of the bullpen, too. He's a guy who can come in and get ground balls. And so instead of bringing in Fernando Rodney with runners on base, you can bring this guy in, try to get a double play. I feel confident that the bullpen, we can figure it out. But the starting rotation scares me. I mean, it really does. And I'll, just to summarize it, I feel confident that the offense will get going. I do. I just There's too many good players in this lineup. I feel confident the bullpen will get figured out. But what we're seeing right now is what it looks like when the the owners and the front office knew that they didn't have enough starting pitching and, and literally didn't address it in the offseason. I don't know if it was because the owners didn't want to spend money or if it was hubris from the front office thinking we're just magicians and we can throw any garbage out there and make it work because we got the, the databases and the analysis that we can just make it work. I don't know which one it was, 
But whatever it was, not addressing starting pitching like legit, like they should have, because you went into a wild card game with no starting pitching, and it hurt you. And then you go into the offseason, and you literally do not address starting pitching at all. In fact, you let two of your starters go and replace them with a guy who had a five-and-a-half ERA last year in his, in his mid to late 30s. If that's hubris from the front office thinking that they're smarter than everybody, then you know what? That's disgusting. And if it's the owner not wanting to spend money, then that's the reason you don't have a big fan base. Thank you very much, Jesse. Yeah, the um, however you feel about the bullpen, you got to get the ball to them. And that's and 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 the one thing you need to avoid. You need to avoid that feeling of uh oh, here we go, here we go again. I'm hoping it's too early in the season for that. But all of a sudden, your your position players will feel it. Your bullpen will feel it. You don't want that feeling because that is a horrible feeling to have in a clubhouse where all of a sudden, couple hits, couple runs scored, everybody starts going, we're in trouble. These guys know. And you can't you can't expect the offense every single night to have to battle back and always put up a big number. I mean, you are playing other big league teams. We know they have a good offense, but you are playing other big league teams. You just don't want the uh-oh mentality. A couple runs come in, and everybody's looking around at each other going, oh, our starters. You do not want that feeling. All right, we're going to play a little Bob Melvin for you. Here's Bob after the game with the media in the clubhouse. I think we just got... Got beat up a little bit in, in Houston and then got off to a slow start today. I don't think these guys worry about playing on the road too much. You know, we had, we had some success last year. Like you said, maybe not as much early, but um, I, I, these guys aren't afraid to play on the road. What uh, did you see kind of going on with Marco today? I just got on them early. I mean, you're a different club now. Um, got some speed and they can put some pressure on you. Um, so it just, you know, didn't let them settle in. There were some deep pitch at bats from the, from the beginning of the game and you know just made him work really hard made him throw a lot of pitches and ended up throwing close to 100 pitches when he came out on third year order came through they, they wrote the 789 yeah. guys really wrote a good job yeah i mean it's 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 a club that's playing with a lot of enthusiasm and you know they're all trying to make names for themselves at the big league level so you know we, we knew that coming in we'd have to play well we just you know we, we came back scored some runs and then you know, kept giving up some runs that, that kept some distance against us. But for mm-hmm. today weren't really egregious or anything like that, but what have you thought of him in the, of him in the field so far? Yeah, I mean, he's still kind of getting used to playing second base. You know, we saw that in, in spring training a little bit, so, you know, it's it's completely different from the other side of the diamond where he played. Uh, you know, the one throw, Chappie's trying to hang in there and make a play at third, gets away, and then, you know, pop up over his shoulder. But, um, you know, it looks like he's getting more and more comfortable. Well, I'd say the one thing he got a hit. That was one. I mean, because that's. I mean, look, looking at Chris Davis. By the way, that is just sad. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to feel bad for a guy making twenty three million. But I, it's it. 
Did you see everybody with their phones videotaping it and they're cheering him on? I mean, this is embarrassing. I I just You know, you you never want to see someone who has a public job where you're in front of people completely fall apart like that. I mean, there was a couple of them that he actually hit pretty hard. But there's no luck. And, and it seems like every at-bat, he's down 0-2. I mean, every at-bat. This was one of the premier sluggers in the game. This guy used to hit bombs. He used to get MVP votes. What was he, 0 for 5? So he's 0 for 49? I mean, it's just, it's hard to believe. Um... Yeah, and there's there's three more years left. I mean, that's the thing. There's three more years left of his deal. So, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's rough. Well, a guy that in in the last two days it's been rough. Well, it was rough losing a close one and a long game in Houston. And rough getting blown out tonight, but the guy who's had two really good games, Josh Fegley, here he is with the media after the game. I mean, I haven't caught him since spring training, so that was a little mix-up there, but um, not a mix-up, I guess, shuffle. Uh, but, I mean, he was executing his fastball to the corners. Um, you know, his changeup was working as good as he usually does. Um, I just felt like, uh, you know, we'd get ahead of guys executing our pitches and then um, in two strike counts, you know, we just made some mistakes, you know, pitches up in the zone. Um, um, he had a little trouble burying his curveball. That was kind of just up with two strikes, and they took advantage of it. But, you know, they snuck some balls, you know, down the line on us. Um, they just peppered the right center gap. But, uh, I don't know, I, I thought he looked pretty normal. But, um, you know, just not the result we wanted. There were stretches like April in the game. It's pretty tough, but it's in fashion to Do you sense that wall kind of affecting you guys out there? I mean, I don't. I don't really sense that. I think, um, you know, the last few games have kind of weighed on us a little bit. Just, you know, the last four we've dropped. But, um, I think it's just kind of settling in. I don't think uh, anybody's really tired. Um, it is pretty early in the season, but I think it's just kind of settling in to, uh, you know, maybe the road trip atmosphere or something, you know, just get into that rhythm. And, uh, you know, guys can put pressure on themselves pretty early, you know, because it's a new season, you want to get off to a good start. But I think once we kind of settle into just the everyday routine of the season and get going, um, I'm not worried about a thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we, we believe one through nine can contribute on this club, and, uh, you know, we try to do that every night. So, um, you know, any given night, someone's going to put up some numbers for us, and it just happened to be the bottom of the order tonight. But uh, I think we'll come out swinging the bats again tomorrow. Here's the thing you got to worry about. Is Marco Estrada's 35 years old, 
And he's coming off a year where he had a 5.64 ERA in 28 starts. He gave you 143 and two-thirds innings. His problem has been giving up the long ball. He gave up the most home runs in the National League in 2014 with 29. Then in 2015 with Toronto, he gave up 24. 2016 in Toronto, he gave up 23. 2017 with Toronto, he gave up 31. And then last year, he gave up 29. So, already given up three going into today. Make that five he's given up already on the season. You have to keep the ball in the ballpark. You have to. Now, he's been durable as heck. He's done a lot of starts. He's given you 33, 28, 29, 28. I mean, he's given you starts. It's just, you know, God, you got Fires and Estrada are looked at as the older veteran guys that have to perform, right? I mean, Brett Anderson being 2-0 and right now is an unbelievable story. Frankie Montas is the one guy who actually has the swing and miss stuff. Now that he, now that he has something other than just his fastball and, and a little bit of a breaking ball, now that he's got a split, he's got weapons. It just made his fastball that much better. And then Aaron Brooks is Aaron Brooks. There's a reason why Aaron Brooks hadn't started a game since 2015 in the big leagues. You know, a lot of staffs that are going to be successful are going to be guys who have swing and miss stuff. But that's not what the A staff is. The A staff does not have a lot of doesn't have a lot of a lot of heat in it. You know, they got to keep you off balance. They got to make the pitches. They, I mean, they have to put it, they got to hit the glove. They got to hit their spots. Because, you know, if you're, you're, you're Fires, you're Estrada, you're Brooks, you're just not winding back and saying, you know, the heck with it, I'm blowing it by you. They don't have that. You know, living anywhere between 80, say 88 and 92, if you don't locate that, it's going to get crushed. That's just that's just a reality. And with his changeup, his changeup has to be a weapon. And so far, it hasn't been a weapon. He pitched the one good game at home. Everybody had a good game at home. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys really got to see the games in Japan. The games in Japan, both Fires and Estrada got hit hard. Now, Estrada survived for a little bit longer in the second game in Japan. But you follow that with what we saw today? That's two road games where, you know, oh, it was hot in the Tokyo Dome. Okay. Wasn't hot there today. So we're going to monitor this. If you want to be a team that's going to win 90-plus games again, 
you're gonna you're gonna need your starters, especially the guys you you call your key starters. That's the thing. These guys are the key starters. So we'll be back at it tomorrow. It's going to be a 4.05 first pitch. We will have A's total access for you at 3.15. If you missed Chad Pender today, wow, that was really cool. I don't know if you got to hear uh, A's total access, but we actually led the show off for the first time ever with a live player. Usually every player's tape. We've never had a guy live. So that was really, really cool. And... I'm going to put it on A's cast tomorrow. I'm going to mix it up. We're going to have the conversation with Ray Fossey and Dennis Eckersley. You're going to hear from Jeff Blum, one of our favorites from the Astros. You're going to hear Robbie Grossman. You're going to hear Chad Pender. We'll put that all together. Yeah, we'll throw in Coco from Sunday, too, because we know you can't. You're not listening all day long, so we put it together, A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend, so you can hear all the interviews that we do in case you miss it. That will be on A's Cast tomorrow, powered by TuneIn. Brett Anderson will take the ball tomorrow against John Means, 4.05 first pitch, A's total access at 3.15. A's lose a rough one to the Baltimore Orioles, game one of a four-game set, 12 to 4. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Have a great rest of the night, everybody. Out it goes. Unbelievable. Chris Davis takes the team on his back. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Davis with the A's ninth walk-off of the year. A long drive to right center that just kept on going. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.